this is Rokao and today in Turbo Talks we're talking to Ilaria Zane about the Super League Triathlon Arena Games. Alright all, welcome back to a new episode of the Turbo Talks podcast. We already got you covered earlier this year with guests from the road cycling and mountain bike scene and for this episode we dive into the world of triathlon because the Super League Triathlon Arena Games kick off in London this weekend and Garmin is there as event partner. It promises to be an exciting mix of real life and virtual racing and our Italian guests from today will be there to battle it out with some of the best triathletes in the world. Welcome, Ilaria Sane. How are you, Ilaria? Hi, Rob. Thank you for having me. Um, super excited, actually, because it will be my first race of the season. And so, yes, ready to kick off. Ready to kick off. Is the heart rate already shooting up by default of doing all those short, intense races? Well, yes, but it's a good way to start uh, racing because it's... Um, really uh intense but you can stay focused for that short amount of time so and that's actually the same way i started last year because of the um, covid lockdown so after an injury actually i had the opportunity to get a start at rotterdam uh, Super League arena games and for me it was a kind of protect environment to start uh again racing and so that will be the same for this year <laughs> yeah and so for the people who don't know the super league triathlon or maybe the super league triathlon arena games uh, they are basically really short races and sometimes they mix up the format as well so it's not always a traditional swim bike run can you tell us something about the format yes correct it's quite uh, particular you definitely won't get bored <laughs> watching Super League Arena games because you don't even have time to take a breath and you already die for the second round. So I can say that um, last time was kind of easier because I have to keep in mind that I do triathlon, so the disciplines are swim by cran. And even if I change the starting discipline, next time would be the normal way to do triathlon but this time will be everything mixed up so it's also something that requires even more focus because i will need to keep in mind what's next so I, after i swim i have to remember what's next and maybe not running to my bike but i have to run to the treadmill so <laughs> it will be pretty confusing yeah because for the people who are listening it's going to be you're going to have three short races um, you've got a swim, run, bike, and then a run, bike, swim, and then a bike, swim, run. And so for the distances, yeah. it's a 200 meter swim in the Olympic pool. Uh, then it's a four kilometer bike on the tax trainer on Swift. And then you have a one kilometer run on the treadmill on Swift. Yeah, correct. And so as you can see, it's not the normal way that we do triathlon, like swim, bike, run. And I, the pool is quite cool for people that don't like be in contact. So because you know in triathlon we all start in open water, and at the first boy is always a carnage. <laughs> we can say it. And after that, um, well, setting it on a pool, you can just focus on yourself, and you can just squeeze until the last meter and then yeah you have to uh, quickly jump off the pool 
and round to your treadmill. So it's not a normal treadmill. It's a, like a self-powered treadmill. And for people that haven't never tried that, is something that is really awkward to run on. And But after that, the first step will finish on the turbo. And it will be in the London track. And it's so cool because uh, it will simulate cobbles. It will simulate the uphill, the downhill. And so that's what Zwift is. Yeah, and it must be really hard to sort of like practice, for, prepare for this race. Because usually, like you said, you do a triathlon, do it in open water. So mainly doing it outside. And now you suddenly have to prepare for a race indoors. How, how does that change your preparation? Uh, well... Uh, for swimming, actually, because of the winter, I do my great part of session indoor in a pool. So actually, it's a matter to be ready to give it all because normally maybe I do other kind of training because I'm focusing maybe on other distances for my next races. So I'm practicing to uh, do some short sprints and try to uh, re-get used to what it feels like everything burning because that's what is Super League even when there's normal Super League races when it starts then you hit a point that you're feeling everything burning and you keep it until the end of the race <laughs> and and then even to, to come out of the pool uh, transition do you, yeah, is that maybe the, the most important almost lag, which is not an official lag of triathlon, especially in these short races? Is that where you can win or lose the race? Well, I have to be honest, and I think you can make some difference in that transition because you won't think that it's like, you know, in a normal triathlon, it's part of moving towards your bike or, uh, I don't know, for sure, like ITU races, it's important to get a transition fast so you can get first out of transition and make maybe uh, some difficulties for the others. But in Super League, actually, you have, as people know, uh, how is racing in Zwift, you will have uh, your bike on a trainer, on a virtual trainer. And so when you start pedaling, actually, you're not immediately moving fast like it's in a real life. So as soon as you can get on your turbo, you can actually make a difference from another one that maybe first rather clip his feet in the shoes or uh, will get the transition slower because it's, it's in a pool, maybe slippery. I don't know. But I remember last time that was crucial even to make the group. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's quite useful, useful to have a bit of experience in drift racing as well. And then last, you, you already mentioned like last year when you had your first experience in the arena games in Rotterdam. I think you came, you came eighth. Uh, what was the biggest lesson learned in that event? Um, well, I was coming back from an injury, so I was pretty sure that what everything was concerning swimming and riding was okay for me. And the running was still effy because it was my first week back running and yeah having the first impact on that treadmill wasn't like the best feeling <laughs> because I was um, seeing all the other girls flying like virtually flying <laughs> on the course but the um, the like lesson I've learned is that you don't have to be scary to push like at the limit or even more if you can because it's um 
it's a virtual racing and if anyone has tried like virtual racing is just being on the red zone for the entire time there's no time for resting do you think does it does it suit like a certain type of athlete this format does it favor the swimmer or the or the cyclist or the runner um i'm not sure yet like i think for who's ready to suffer like a lot for sure if you swim slow probably uh you will need more time on the bike or on the round to make it up but we saw on the previous uh arena games that even if you were last of the water it didn't mean that you could like lose the race everything can change because the distance are so short so even a distraction can create a big damage so uh, it's so important to do everything perfectly, be really focused on even the small things like jumping off the bike. And so that's the problem of short and fast racing. Everything has to be perfect. So if it may happen that Lucy Charles comes out of the water first and you're behind, you're not panicking yet because you know you can still get her. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty ready for that. She's flying in the water. She like She can almost walk over the water but yeah i think that from my side and from like she's used to long distance and she's such a powerful girl but at the same time maybe itu girls have some experience on short and fast so it actually would be everything uh uh new discover because um it really depends on how much can you push yourself and how also experienced in virtual racing and so for so to prepare for this event like you mentioned all you spend so much time well basically everything you do is in the red zone uh just way above your threshold heart rate so so how did you prepare for that in terms of in terms of training did you do specific intervals or so um i actually uh just got back from a training camp in Tuscany and we so the main focus was to put volume on so not on stay in the red zone but we have few chances to push our limits like as far as we could and so it's for a few times like the first time you try to push that hard you feel like awful and you say no I can't do this but just the second third time you try this again you remember how to do it and so I tested on the swim uh, on the bike especially when you go uphill all out so yeah I just did some uh, training where I wasn't just caring about the watts or the uh, speed it was just get all the effort in and so I know that when I like clean my rusted engines i'm getting ready for a race and so that's pretty cool when you start like having that kind of feeling of what is racing like and so yeah i had a, a little bit of um uh, like some little bites of what it is like being in the red zone and obviously you got the, the new garmin edge computer you've got a, a forerunner uh, uh watch on your wrist as well how do you then look at afterwards at, at those efforts that you've done? Are you just, yeah, are you having like a peak of what was my heart rate or et cetera? Or how do you track it? So 
So normally the first time I was training with this, both the watch and the um, edge on my bike, I was trying not to pay too much attention because I could put like 10 uh, different little um on the layout of my screen page, I can put lots of things. And so I had to be careful not to spend much time watching the gaming. <laughs> so I could have like probably have an accident on the bike. So I tried to just stay focused on what I was doing. But afterwards, after the training, and you can download everything on your phone. And every time I was spending from 10 minutes to half an hour just checking all my data, the laps I took, and it was amazing. And I had the opportunity to do also some tests on the bike, some like hard tests on 20 minutes or six minutes. And so you can seriously get mad on numbers and study your bike, uh, your style to pedaling or your style on running. And it's really interesting. So, so what is it, for example, during a run training, uh, what is it that you pay attention to or look at afterwards? What data do you train by? So, yeah, so the most important thing I keep an eye on is my heart rate. So because I normally do the run as the last training of the day, I make sure it's a recovery run. So I want to be sure that my heart rate is in the correct zone. So it's pretty cool. So I put a page where I have the heart rate and the color that means that I'm, if it's gray, I'm in a zone one. So that's perfect. And afterwards, I normally check the pace because I, when it's an easy run, I don't care if it's too slow or a bit fast. The most important part is that it's like my heart is not under too much stress. And another important thing I check is the steps per minute, so my cadence. And I'm pretty happy when I see that even if I don't check it during the run, I keep my um, ratio above 180. So that's like things that I check. And obviously when I have a workout on the run, I check the splits. I check it also my... Um, like rhythm of breathing it's pretty cool because with the um, heart rate monitor i can actually check also everything that is connected with the uh, breathing and it's so fascinating as well yeah because that's the the new uh, hrm pro that you that you have definitely an advantage of the new hrm pro also as well that people don't need the ant anymore to connect it for like to swift because it just goes with the, with the bluetooth as well which is awesome so in terms of the, the data that you that you look at in in training, do you still have time sometimes like in your sprint tries or maybe even longer sometimes you, if you do Olympic distance to look at data during the race or is it all afterwards? Or? Um, well, it depends. Like in Super League, I won't. I won't check anything during the race because it will be also tactical race. So when it's um, also a group race, like in ITU, I remember sometimes if I could try to uh, get a lower normalized power because I knew that fresher leg could have impact on my run afterwards. So maybe during the race, if uh, it's a group race, 
sometimes I had a look if it's uh, like a sprint or a standard uh, triathlon to try to um, stay as much cover as I can. So uh, protect my legs for the run. And for a longer distance, like uh, in Italy last year, the only way to racing was with uh, non-drafting um, race. So it was important as well to have a look on what's so to not do too much, to do not put too much power at the beginning of the race uh, on the cadence because sometimes um, I tend to exaggerate the cadence and it's not the best way to put power in for me but so that's what I check during long race and when it's all about me but when it's all about group and it tends to be more tactical and afterwards maybe I will check for example I remember a few years ago we did a European championship in Glasgow and I didn't have quite good feelings on the run so after the race we check uh, how was the power profile during the race because there were uh, lots of sprints, climbs and it was a, even if it was a group uh, race uh, I had a quite high normalized power So and we saw how many peaks over 500 was there were so it, it, these are kind of a stab on your quads and on your entire body so that's pretty cool that you can understand after the race, uh, checking on your data, uh, what can change, what can be changed on the next um, race to save your legs. And is there now a tactic for the Super League Triathlon Arena games as well? In terms of, can you do you think you can save something anywhere during those three races? Actually, yes. Actually, yes, because I remember last time I was in a group and because it's a virtual racing, it's also very smart racing because if you're in a group, you know that there is a little bit of difference if you're staying in the front of the group or in the back of the group, maybe just a few watts of difference, like not that much, but for sure, because of my... Uh, body weight and because I'm not a girl of big numbers on the bike because I'm tiny and just 45 kilograms so uh, on a flat course it won't make a big difference but for sure saving those 10-15 watts for four kilometers will maybe make a little bit of a difference on the treadmill after so I won't try to break away that's for sure <laughs> uh, so I would try to be smart and on the bike course for sure so it's not only fast and intense racing but also smart racing well probably for what concerns the bike yes because on the swim there's no drafting of course maybe if you know that you are um, a length of the pool ahead of everybody you can be quite sure that you are in a good position but in Zwift or on a treadmill, there's no, well, sorry, on the treadmill, you have to keep that treadmill moving and it's not easy at all. So there's no smart, anything smart in that. And so the only way you can save a little bit is on the bike. And, and now is it something like an event that you look forward to? Or do you see it like as a challenge or just a nice variation, nice mix up or, or as a great training? Or how do you look at those games? 
I'm actually um, quite excited because I will have the opportunity to see, again, athletes that I really respect and I really like to race with them because in other uh, circuits, I'm, uh, it's almost impossible to see them. And also, I never met Lucy Charles before, so it would be like uh, meeting a, a champion that I'm a big fan of. So actually, it's yes, it's racing, but it's a lot more. So I'm looking forward to be there. And yes, do the race, but it's all the rest that Super League creates around that, and that makes it just. Uh, unique. Yeah, it's re it's a really well marketed event, obviously, and really opens triathlon up to a lot of other people who might not be familiar with tri with triathlon. And it shows how exciting the racing can be for sure. Um, so, and then three weeks later, you're going to be in Rotterdam as well. Um. Oh, yes. Uh, well, unless something happens, like with COVID, that I will not allow to <laughs> travel because that's. Uh, the problem that every second day you have to check what's the news, what is going on, what changed. So I really hope so. And what would the rest of the season then look like for you? Well, fingers crossed that we're going to have like a lot of races on, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um, keeping my fingers crossed because even here with the first duathlon of the season, they start to putting them in the calendar. Then the second day they canceled it or they postponed the races. So, yeah, I'm just trying to get the best out of this period because I'm happy with my training and I'm happy how I'm building, like, the volume and how it's going. But at the same time, uh, I can't, uh, say that I'm not looking forward for racing because it's what really drives us was make uh, the training like worth it so otherwise what would I have been training for so because of um, this particular year I'm uh, trying to move into something longer so I will have my debut on my like 70.3 actually challenge and so i'm really curious to see what i can get out of this um the first race should be in riccione so it's kind of home because it would be the challenge riccione at the beginning of may so it's a cool transition from road bike to uh triathlon aero position and it's something that gets me really excited about because it's something that I always look with fascination and saying, yeah, one day I want to try it. So, yes, this is the year. Hopefully, <laughs> this will be the year of my debut on long distance. And do you have then a, a certain discipline that you're more focused on than others that you that you want to develop for that? Uh, cycling, for sure, is the one that scares me the most because um, you are all by yourself and you have, to, well, especially for the first races, probably, I will really need to concentrate on myself and to see uh, it's not like an ITU that you work with other girls, it's just a matter of knowing yourself and managing perfectly the energies. 
So this is what my biggest concern. Also because it's the pro- probably the longest part of the race. So <laughs> that's what it concerned me the most. And the rest, yeah, I'm, I'm building kilometers on the run and the swim is basically the same. So, so it sounds like you're going to make good use of that edge computer on your bike to uh, keep check of your power and your, and your heart rate during those long bike rides then. Yeah, correct. And that's like now that I'm used to that uh, Garmin, so I like to use lots of uh, information also during the, r- the ride. Like, for example, some something that could be uh, superficial for someone, but also the... Um, like the left and the right if they are working at the same way because sometimes you don't even realize that you are pushing more that with one leg and so yeah uh, i will spend lots of time watching <laughs> my edge and also i will be by myself so probably will keep me some company yeah so, so you got all the fields on your garmin edge field like like you said the, the balance maybe the intensity factor etc you've got it all you've got it all sorted yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, awesome. Uh, all right, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, do you have any special last prep for for the for the upcoming days? What are you gonna do like the day before the race day? Do you have a special workout on the Tex Neo just to get that feel? Ah, uh, for sure, because I will uh, just travel on Friday and racing on Saturday. I will make sure to flush all the uh, travel away from my legs. So I like to do an easy spin with some uh, fast uh, sprint with no much power, but just uh, make those like uh, rotating really, really fast. And that's it. I, what I need for sure is being ready to suffer. So I need lots of rest. <laughs> so this week, my coach, because he knows how hard is uh, racing in Super League, said you need to be fresh. You don't need anything else. <laughs> So yes, so it will be lots of rest and then just a quick uh, few rides on Zwift before uh, racing because I need to get back on what is virtual racing like and then we will be ready to go. All right, awesome. Well, enjoy the rest uh, towards this weekend and we wish you uh, all, all the best. And thank you, Rob, for having me. It was a nice chat. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Always welcome here on the podcast. Thanks, Ilaria. Uh, And thank you all for listening. Uh, And as always, make sure you tell a friend about the show and make sure you tune in to Super League's YouTube channel on Saturday to watch Ilaria race. I think it's 4 p.m. Central uh, European time. Uh, And the men's race is on on Sunday at 5 p.m. And when you tune in, maybe why not do it while you're training on your text trainer? Because you know you never can, never stop cycling. This was Rob Bau with Ilaria Zane. Stay tuned for the next Turbo Talks.